1: and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great visa.
0: We are 1,386 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside the fan favorite. You know him, you love him. Fresh off of the holiday season, full of fruitcake and whatever else he's got left over. Uh, I think he had a whole bunch of booze. The fan favorite, somewhere between iconic and psychotic, Marty Foster. Marty, how are you? I'm very well.
1: Happy Twixmas. Everybody, so it's the yeah, it's the bit between Christmas and Boxing Day and New Year's Eve. You haven't got a clue what day it is. Um, It was Bin Day today. We didn't know whether to put the bins out today or tomorrow. I am fairly full of all that good food. You're quite right, but I can honestly say I can count the number of alcoholic drinks I have had on one hand over the entire period. Despite that, I'm proud of you. Well, I have to say, I'm I'm proud. Despite that photograph that I showed you of all my booze arrayed, it's just like shop window dressing, really. I've not touched much of it. Um, Other people have, which is nice. You know, we've had uh, quite a few people round. A few bottles of wine have been opened. Bottles of mead. Mead is good stuff. I do like mead. But, um, yeah. okay. Mead, yeah. I've just been to see a group of friends. We had to uh, rehearse something that we're doing in a couple of weeks. And I just want to mention good old John, who finally wrote down the name of the um, our podcast because he keeps promising me he's going to listen. He is one of the few people that I, I encounter regularly who isn't fast asleep with his thumb up his bum and his head in neutral he kind of knows what's going on. So it's it's nice occasionally to give someone who is awake a mention. So, John, I hope you're listening. Um, I told you what time this will come out tomorrow, so you'd best be um, downloading it and listening. Now, before uh, you go on, how many days was it? Have you still got the counter up there?
0: I do. I do. What do you want? you want uh, years, months, days? No, uh, no the weeks, days.
1: Like- it was 1,300 and something days, wasn't it? 86. 1,386 days. Well, for all of those that are going to be paid at the end of January, that's how long January feels. It, ne- it you know Uh, because obviously christmas is a very very expensive time and this is just something that's been one of my little hobby horses for a long time i love christmas don't get me wrong i'm not a bar humbug ebenezer scrooge type at all but the number of families in in the uk in particular low-income families who spend the rest of the year in debt because they've felt pressurized to buy their kids presents have all the good food have the booze all that kind of stuff they've gone into debt for christmas and that is not the idea of christmas at all so they'll spend the next 12 months paying it off or 11 months paying it off before they go into the overdraft or get one of those payday loans which is why for so many people january feels like 1386 days
0: I can understand that. Uh, well, today, for those that are wondering why we're uh, podcasting, because everybody else is kind of off for the time being. I, I don't think uh, I've had a, a single new podcast come through from anybody since a few days before Christmas. Uh, But the reason we're doing it is because Marty wanted to. He just said, "Okay, are we going to do anything this week? And I said, I I don't know. So I I guess, well, here we are. So this is not going to be a usual format, I guess. We're just kind of going to chew the fat or, or whatever it is that we do because... Uh, that's really what we're, we're doing. The news cycle is kind of slow, I guess, kind of, but not really at the same time. We were discussing some of the things that were going on uh, geopolitically, which I, we'll get into that because a lot of that's being ignored. Other than the fact you've got a U.S. Senator out today, no surprise. Lindsey Graham saying, We just need to wipe Iran off the map. I'll play that clip that's coming up. But we've got more to discuss. Do you want to start in South America or do you want to start in the uh, Middle East, in in like the Red Sea area? Where
1: where do you want to start? Or do you have something else, another place you want to start? Well, I've got to be honest with you. With it being the holiday season, I have not watched a single news program, listened to the radio news, read a newspaper the entire time so uh, i'm just going to give my gut reaction and opinion on whatever you've got lined up there but i did see and i don't know if it was cgi ai voice or what but i did see this clip about in in the revolutionary war biden says that there weren't enough airports have you seen that clip
0: i have not seen that um but I, I think they might find it a little bit difficult to um have a number of runways built during the uh, the revolutionary war because well, uh, you know there were yeah, so many I air mean, battles that took place in uh in the, that, uh, that time the period Blairio, the revolutionary
1: war the blerio brothers were around sort of end of the 18th century beginning of the 19th century so there, there you know there were hot air balloons in fact uh, in that um excellent uh tv hbo miniseries of john adams that you sent me don't they watch a a balloon being launched
0: i think so and then of course you well the french were always big into that kind of thing
1: uh but yeah like i say the the blerios they they were the 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 forerunners
0: yeah you also had the um Uh, What was it? Um, Leonardo da Vinci. Of course, that was, you know, but he he was actually supposedly one of the designers of the first flying machine itself. And then later on, bringing it up to the you know, the that particular time period and actually even even before that, the first flight that we had, which was done by the Wright brothers, uh, was in Kitty Hawk. And it was not until 1903.
1: So, yeah. 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 The first powered flight. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, apparently Joe Biden's runways. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Biden thinks that one of the main issues of the Revolutionary War was not enough airports. How on earth have you got such a deranged, Swiss cheese brained, adult, bedwetting old fart? in the White Office, White House, Oval well, well, Marty, Office. I mixed those up there.
0: Yeah, well, well it's, a, it's okay. its a, I mean, you guys did fail to, to burn it down completely. Um, it's tough to to really answer that question because you have to stop and think, and I think you're ignoring the fact here, that over 81 million Americans voted for this man, most popular president ever to be elected in American history.
1: So actually, they're culpable, aren't <laughs> they? They are guilty. Everyone who voted for him uh, and made sure that the Democrats managed to kick dear old donnell out who i've not got that much time for they're guilty you're guilty Democrats. you know you should be made to wear a badge that says yes. it's my fault
0: yes yes i agree it's, and the, yeah. the, the, a bumper sticker as well as on the back of your car your truck when you're
1: driving. oh around. i heard a story the other day yeah, go on. It was a it was a joke. Well, it was it was written out as if it was a redundancy notice for uh, a company in America, and it was you know due to the lockdowns, our businesses suffer, has suffered, you know, and everyone here pulls their weight, and none of you are um uh, would do I really want to get rid of, but I'm afraid I'm gonna have to lay sixty of you off, and we've racked our brains on how to make the decision. But then it was made easy when I went out to the parking lot and saw that there were 60 bumper stickers saying vote Biden and Pelosi. So all those uh, are on the list below. Uh, yeah. And that's how he made his decision on how to get rid of uh you know, staff that he had to due to mm. losing all that money during the Biden administration.
0: Indeed. All right. Well, Marty, I tell you what, before we start anywhere, I thought that because you've mentioned this before and we have discussed this at length before, I thought that I would bring this up just as a since we're on a, you know, a happy note, we're kind of laughing a little bit right now. Do you recognize this gentleman here?
1: I'm charged, um, no. But no. Okay. Well, it's, I'm trying, it's okay. i trying to identify okay. the badge there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, this is uh, Vladimir Egorov. He is, uh, well, he's 46 years old. He's a member of the United Russia Party, and he's you know, which is the ruling party of, of Vladimir Putin there. Uh, he is a high up party member. He's also the son of an oil tycoon in Western Siberia. So, he, I mean, he's pretty well connected. He's pretty well off. Has a nice family, wife and and two children. Uh, Something oddly strange about this. um, He fell out of a third story window and died uh, a couple of
1: days ago. Another um, defenestration. Yes, yes. The, it's, crazy. The, it's now. It's, now hold on, it, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now they're going to have to make a vaccine for that because it's it's you, getting to pandemic levels. Well, the well, number now, of people on. falling yeah. out of Russian windows. It's it's
0: strange how. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they always fall out of those those two and second story or two and uh, three story windows, and they they die. Well, you see, the um, the Russian security services, the FSB, which is the former KGB, by the way, they're still in the same building. They just changed the name on the office door. They said that this gentleman here, uh, this astute gentleman, who's a, a friend of, of Putin, of course, um, th- this gentleman here, you see, he had a bad heart. You know, he, he didn't he did not have a good heart uh, and he... He fell from that third story window. Now, what's interesting is his body was found in the yard of his house, okay? But they don't say if that's the window he fell out
1: of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so, I'm, I'm thinking if his house was a modern house, uh, it wouldn't have been his country dasher because they all tend to be yeah, darker, single, yeah. single level. Single level, yeah. So so it was probably in, in the city and it might have been an older building. Now, the gentleman himself does look, and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but he does look like a typical playground bully. Um, he's built like a nine mil bullet. And I imagine if he leant on, on a, a a balustrade on a balcony, then it could easily go through that if it wasn't well maintained. One of these older buildings in the center of Moscow. So who knows? You know, I'm I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, but, he um, may have. Excuse yeah, me, I, I reckon the say,
1: chubster might have broken the balcony.
0: Yeah. Well, I again, I I, I misspoke here. I you know just want to make sure that I'm clear. They say that he may have had heart problems. Not for sure, but he may have had them. And that, of course, you know, because if you have heart problems, you fall out of third story windows all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you suddenly get short of breath. Your heart is in your mouth as it's beating heavily. You push open the um, French windows and stumble straight over the edge of the balcony. And, you know, you just you just die. Well, again, this I'm sure
0: it's, I'm sure it's nothing here. This this lovely young lady here. Sorry, who is this gorgeous lady? OK, so this uh, this lady right here, Um, she it, she was excuse me. She is not. Uh, she was the vice president of a Russian bank. Uh, her name was uh, Christina Balakova. She was 28 years old. She fell to her death falling from a window from her Moscow apartment. It's again, it's, you know, it's just strange. I uh,
1: uh, honestly. Someone needs to go and do a proper building survey. I'm telling you, yeah, of these Moscow apartments. Yeah, I I am Um, telling you. Now that was that was in June. Uh, Yeah, go on, go on. You you can you can mention. Well, no, uh, I mean a name is what was. God rest her. Bola Clover. Uh, Excuse me, uh, Bakova. Bakova bike over, oh sorry, I thought you said balaclava at first and and, and if anyone anyone doesn't need a balaclava it was her, Um, absolutely gorgeous, I'm sure she got That role purely on her merits as a financial wizard, mathematician, banker, astute business acumen. Nothing to do could not possibly be anything else. With no, absolutely not. I mean, however, the person in the photograph underneath her. Yes. this is
0: this is in February. Uh, this is a different case. This is uh, Russia, a top Russian defense official, Marina Yakina. She was uh, 58 years old. She was found dead after plunging more than 160 feet from her tower block window in her apartment in Moscow. <laughs> I mean, again, you, you just need, I guess you need building services. In December of last year, we actually talked about this one, Pavel Anto- Antov, which was Russia's highest earning electric, uh, electric politician, uh, fell from uh, a window, his second story hotel in india when he was there and i'd use of course we played the uh the uh the news report at the time from the indian uh news outlet and they said that he was
1: he was very depressed the indian was, news said he was what yeah he was very depressed he was very depressed he was very upset well, I imagine he, depression when he hit the ground but i i don't know but who didn't actually i mean that's an easy statement to make anyone who's aware of what's going on is bound to be a little bit depressed, at the very least disappointed at the moment. So my down and dirty analysis of these numbers of defenestrations has got to be these are people who've told Putin or let slip that they don't quite agree with what's going on. Yes.
0: Uh, and of course, this last one here, uh, Ravil Maganov, uh, 67. Of course, you see him right there. He's he's standing next to Putin. This was after he was re- he received a medal uh, for uh, whatever. I'm not quite sure what it was. But he was the chairman of the oil giant Look Oil. He died after falling from a window on the sixth floor of the. Uh, the Central Clinical Hospital in Moscow. You see, he was just there for a checkup. You know, he fell out of the the
1: hospital window. Okay, yeah. I've got some health and safety advice. This is public service um, advice for anyone who's anywhere near Vladimir Putin. Um, I have some advice for you. Make sure your sleeping arrangements and hotel accommodation are on the ground floor. Um, I think you might be able to survive a fall of um, uh, maybe two or three feet out of a ground floor window. Do not, under any circumstances, go up a flight of stairs. Or take the lift. (laughs) Stay off of (laughs) Definitely not. Don't, Don't take the lift.
0: Yeah. Right. On down to uh, to South America, so uh, I love the response to this, right? So Venezuela has said that they are they have rejected the deployment of your uh, HMS of the HMS Trent, who is um, on their way to uh, Guyana because of this. Little dispute that's going on, and the uh, the Venezuelans have said that they are sending a detachment over there for um, uh, how how is it how is it put defensive military exercises uh, in response to to your aggression, and the uh, the Bolivian military has said that they are going to deploy five thousand six hundred soldiers to Guyana's border in the area of the Atlantic coast in response
1: to the provocation of you guys sending the uh, the Trent down there. So, but well, first of all, the Trent has been in the caribbean on full deployment for quite some time it is a river class patrol boat its main armament is a 30 millimeter single firing bushmaster cannon is that um that's it now (laughs) these ships are are meant to be fishery protection vessels OK, they're meant to be fishery protection vessels, and we normally have uh, at least one frigate or destroyer in the Caribbean as well, which is the West Indies Guardship. Uh, and the idea is, particularly during hurricane season, is if any of our uh, Commonwealth or anyone, to, to, be, to, to be honest, if anyone needs um, sort of hurricane relief... So I've done it myself. I've, I've been out there in the West Indies on HMS Cardiff a long time ago, the old Cardiff, the, the Type 42. And um, we gave hurricane relief to uh, islands in the Bahaman chain, rebuilding some houses, restoring fresh water, putting uh, electricity grid back online, those kind of things in the event uh, of a natural disaster. But we, what they also do while they're out there is work uh, with the, the DEA, the American Coast Guard, and do the drug interdiction operations. It's not really a warship. I could tell you a great deal of detail about HMS Trent, but I won't. But they're sending, the Bolivians are sending what constitutes a brigade. Yeah? Yes, 5,600 uh, that, troops. That's That's a little bit of overkill bolivia uh you you know if you want to give your boys something to do fair enough but you know you could probably give 95 percent of those guys the weekend off if you wanted to i don't even know what to say the fact other than the
0: you know it's the typical communist country response isn't it that they have to the show that they're defending themselves and it has to be a big show of force when in fact there's really no threat at all
1: well yeah it's it's just that knee-jerk reaction that you get from Uh, tin pot banana republic communists and of course the leaders of that government they're, they're not dyed in the wall communists they don't believe in everyone doing their share and all the rest of it what they believe in is living a life of luxury in big palaces while everybody else starves and works their fingers to the
0: bone. Well Marty, they are the vanguard. You see, they have to live like that because they're they're fighting for the
1: people. You see?
0: that's that's they're, what it's all about. They're, they're fighting, fighting for, for
1: the, they're fighting for the next cracker with Beluga Caviar on. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So I give
0: you on over to the uh, the Middle East. I give you Senator Lindsey Graham. Again, no surprise here. I've been saying for six months now, hit Iran. They have oil fields out in the open. They have the um, Revolutionary Guard headquarters you can see from space. Blow it off the map.
1: Um, what color ribbon does uh, the good senator wear?
0: Uh, he wears a red one, uh, but he has also said on many occasions that um, if you believe that there is a problem with Joe Biden, then there's something wrong with you. He said that? Yes. He, he's probably one of the nicest guys he's ever met in politics.
1: That's He said that. Really? really? Um, his last name's Graham, yeah? Yes. Any relation to Billy Graham, the evangelist, the- um, no.
0: No, the no. closest relation we have to that would be uh, Franklin Graham, which is his son who does the same ministry work that his father did, although he's not quite as
1: charismatic. Right. Well, I've spent most of my life in and around defense, and uh, those kinds of suggestions are what gets thousands, if not millions, of people killed. What does that man know? What does that Nothing. man really know? Nothing. He knows
0: politics. That's all he knows.
1: Yeah. So this this is just saber rattling rhetoric to win votes. Well, I'd, I'd be honest with you, I'm, I'm
0: going to go out on a limb here. I think that he and a lot of other people such as like uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and, and all the rest of these guys, I think the reason they don't want election audits, and this is another conversation I think for another day, but I think the reason they don't want election audits is because I think if we start digging into the Republican side, I think we're going to find that a lot of them aren't supposed to be there. That's my guess. I don't know that for sure, but none of them will endorse an audit. And I think the reason that none of them will endorse an audit is because I think they're afraid of what we're going to find find and if we are to find that they have not been elected for i would say a good number of in these guys cases it'd be decades because if you go to their districts if you go to the uh, uh the states in in the areas that they represent the seats that they hold the people do not like them and even when they campaign and they do their re-election stuff they don't have any like. There's no signs. People don't support them. So how are they
1: continuing to be to be re-elected time and again? I think what it is, and again, you're probably right. It's probably a a, a conversation for another time. But people vote down partisan lines if the party is only putting the same faces up for election you know because it costs money it's an expensive thing to run for an election in your country and and in mine for that matter people are given hobson's choice and the people who will turn out and vote are those who are so partisan you cut them and they've got democrat or republican written all the way through so i think that's why these people wind up Continuously in these posts that they have no real qualification and even ability to perform, you know, to, to perform the role. Uh, and certainly with dangerous talk like that, I bet he's got no son or daughter in military service that would be put in harm's way. Should such a suggestion be taken seriously? That's the way it is, because uh, he, I don't believe he has any children. Uh, or if he does,
0: then they're involved in something else. I, I've never actually heard the, the fact
1: that he's they, waiting I, until they till they get the whole uh, fetus bank going, so he can just clone it. It will take a piece of his DNA, it will yeah. send it to Switzerland, yeah. and they'll send him back a fully grown adult who thinks the thinks and walks and talks the way he does. Oh, that's help. what they're planning. That's what that's what they're after. That's what they uh, don't need us anymore. Yeah. 299
0: container ships have been rerouted uh, out of the Red Sea and Headed around the horn of Africa, that is quite a substantial hit we're going to be taking to the global marketplace. Now, the Chinese—they have a PLA uh, base in uh, PLA Navy base in Djibouti, which just happens to be right across the you know the Red Sea there from from Yemen in the port of Aden. So uh, they have said that they are asking the Houthis for their help in stopping these these attacks. You see, you, you see, Marty, we're, that's according to the Global Times. That is out of the Global Times in in China. Now, I again. I think we're we're just seeing things incorrectly. You know, we we just need to see things from a different perspective.
1: You see, they're they're asking for help. Um, I'll tell you what help the Chinese sailors will need if they've got a big base now in Djibouti because it used to be a UN naval base where all the the food aid going into africa would come through suez in the big tankers hit and i've stood there in a blue beret while it was all handed over to warlords uh we've mentioned that before but what the uh, people's liberation army navy will need is the strongest and fastest acting antibiotics to cope with all the venereal disease that their soldiers will be getting from the flesh pots and dives of Djibouti. I wasn't aware that Djibouti was now a PLA base. I, I really did not know that. Um, I had heard that. I, I've actually I heard that this morning.
0: Uh, I'm still I'm still working on it, but it it is not uh, a surprise at all, at least in my opinion, because China has been in the process of colonizing Africa for quite some time now. Uh, and of yeah, course, with uh, the French and- pull out of uh, was it. Uh, was it Algeria? Niger
1: Niger yeah they pulled out of Niger. Niger.
0: yeah yeah uh, officially on Christmas Day and that did not make our news
1: I don't know how I heard about it but I did hear about it but then again as I say since the Christmas holiday probably since about the 23rd I've not listened to any news or watched any news I'd be highly surprised if it if it did make the news but I did hear about it probably from an alternative source that is the days the withdrawal from Niger.
0: Yeah. Anything else on uh, the Middle East that you want to well, uh, you want to get into? Because they're not they're not stopping any of this. And uh, to be honest with you, I I think it's a it's a blatant provocation. Obviously, it's Iran. Iran's a client state of Russia. They're using the Houthis that they're funding out of Yemen to conduct this to discredit this whatever ridiculous operation that they're putting together this uh, operation prosperity guardian or whatever the hell it is the state department's calling it and it's made to look like the us and the uk and the french and anybody else that are involved in this are not capable of doing it so it makes china look good for them to come in and say
1: oh well you see we can do this we can take care of this we can restore peace in the region this whole thing is being done wrong it's it's just transmitting weakness that this amount of shipping has to be re- rerouted. People these days uh, are doing shorter military careers, but they're still fully trained and can easily be conversion trained into maritime protection agents. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen one of these tankers when it prepares to go through you know, close proximity to... Yemen or in, in the past, through the Straits, anywhere near Somalia, uh, through the Malaccan Straits, Malaysia, there are great big spikes that are fitted all the way around the upper deck so that it makes it, and they're sharp, they're razor sharp, uh, makes it really difficult for people to climb aboard. Every ladder and access is covered in razor wire. And then all you need is probably eight trained people with small arms and maybe, uh, you know, pedestal mounted uh, general purpose machine guns. And they would take care of what was the level of force that the pirates could bring to bear, which again was just small arms, maybe RPGs, grenades, those kind of things in fast ribs, fast, rigid, inflatable boats with virtually no cover. So once these things are spotted, you can shoot the shit out of them. And even if they do get close enough to the ship, they have then got an absolute arseache of stuff to clamber over to get inside the ship. But that's only if the ships are prepared. So with all these people doing shorter careers, there could be some fantastic opportunities to rapidly train some people, get them onto the tankers and get them going through their normal routes. But no, they've decided... That's not what's going to happen. There's probably all kinds of laws against it, um, international laws of the sea and all the rest of it, which just plays into the hands of these rogue nations.
0: International laws of the sea. Yeah, because they're going to follow those. I was just getting ready to ask you, when do we leave?
1: i i ain't playing that game anymore mate. i've uh, been, been there done that uh and i actually i probably would enjoy it but no i've got to that point in my life where yeah, yeah, the home home comforts are for me but there's plenty of people who are perfectly capable us service men and women british service men and women i'm not going to say any of the other european countries because i don't rate them at all and but they they could They could easily fill those ships with teams that could protect them as they transit past Yemen.
0: Well, a lot of the French troops are going to have some free time because they're not on deployment in Africa any longer. So uh, there'd be a...
1: a Yeah, most of those troops are in the Legion. So all those that haven't completed their five years... I wonder what they're going to do with them because until you've completed five years, you don't get your French citizenship and your new name and identity and uh, uh, the ability to leave. So uh, what are they going to do with all those Legionnaires, most of which are now African, by the way? You know, when I was uh, out there in in the Gulf of Aden uh, and the Indian Ocean, a lot of the Legionnaires we encountered, particularly in Djibouti, There was a lot of uh, people from Liverpool, there were a lot lot of Scottish people, and there were quite a few, few Africans, but most of them now are either Russian or African. And what are the French going to do with them if they haven't completed their five years? That is what remains to be seen. Is what are they going to do with them?
0: So well, they could
1: stick them on tankers, couldn't they? They could, yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything else
0: on the uh, the Middle East? There, you want to you want to touch on before we jump over to the uh, Southeast
1: Asia region? Well, let, let's let's leap across the globe. If indeed it is a globe and isn't flat, I'm only joking. That's sarcasm. I've seen so many flat earthers on on little clips recently, John. Uh, explain it all um it is laughable
0: indeed it is uh this is out yeah flat earthers i we're still working on that i i've got to get that sl- set up after the first of the year and i know you want to be on that one so we're going to yeah, try yeah. and get the uh the flat earth guy
1: on so we're, we're working on that uh, oh, because i maybe I, was, I shouldn't have been so scathing then and that's course it goads him into coming on if he listens to us and thinks right i'm going to take marty on and i'm going to convince him
0: well he is very um uh, well here's the thing uh just on that point before we get into to this. Uh, because um, I want to cover this this Reuters article, but I am going to go into this with an open mind, and I I want him to be of the understanding that we are, and and I I'm truly I truly mean this. Convince us. That's what I want him to do. I, I want him to convince us of what he believes and why he believes it. And I don't think that that will be possible. But I, I'm welcome to to hear him try.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, out of all of us, I think I am possibly the only person who has sailed completely round the world. Yeah, started off heading west and carried on heading west all the way back to the United Kingdom. Oh, you are not going to like what he has to
0: say, because every which way you go, you're always heading south. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be that. So what, I can't it, wait. Yeah, I, that, yeah, that's going to be fun. So right.
1: meanwhile, in Southeast
0: Asia, Southeast Asia, China has said that they are going to uh, put the entire region on alert. Again, one of these you know wonderful communist responses. After the U.S. military has stepped up their forward deployment, the Chinese Defense Ministry today said that the Asia Pacific region is to be on high alert as the United States steps up for military deployment in the region there is a US plan to revive a pacific airfield that launched the atomic bombs in uh, the second world war against japan so the uh, chinese military they say they're paying a close attention uh, they're paying close attention to the moves by the US and they will firmly safeguard china's maritime rights <laughs> of course china's maritime rights or whatever the hell they say it is that day uh, and they say that they will also protect their security and sovereignty in the region.
1: So there is that. So the, let me get this straight. They're suggesting or they're responding to the US opening up this airstrip or these old airstrips. Yes. From which Enola Gay and the other aircraft yes. uh, set off to bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yes. So we, we've said that we're going to uh, revive
0: these these runways in the Pacific, and China has are taken they, that as an act of aggression.
1: Are they in the Philippines?
0: It could possibly be. You know where China has that uh, that that blockade down there that they're not calling a blockade? They say it's just a, a routine fishing operation.
1: Yeah. Well, every Filipino I know, and I, I knew quite a few while I was working out in the UAE, because every shop assistant, waitress, waiter, barman... Uh, apartment concierge was from the Philippines and they hate the Chinese they really do because of these contested islands and think at the last count there's 90 million Filipinos plus all the American personnel that are still in the Philippines. Now obviously the Filipino army and navy isn't that big because it's always had big brother to look after it but it's time to start tooling them up I'm not suggesting another proxy war, but certainly it's their region. They should have a say in it. They should be deciding whether or not it's a good idea to re instigate uh, the use of these airstrips. But again, no one's suggesting that they need to. That they're needed to launch any kind of nuclear attack. They would be. You know don't fight need to do uh that
0: anymore. patrol it, to, no yeah we don't need to do that anymore i mean the intercontinental ballistic missiles kind of changed all of that
1: so you don't you don't need to carry it over on a stealth bomber even. No. so when are you guys moving out of um diego garcia then uh i'm not sure we
0: we like we like the climate there i think and the, i hear the coral is lovely yeah, well the coral grows in
1: your skin if you it get does, a scratch. Yes. <laughs> so yeah live coral on the beach but i I don't know. It is. It, it there's a lot of saber rattling going on at the moment, isn't there? Um, there is from all angles. I, you you've got grey-haired yeah, well,
0: senators. Yeah, here's senators. something else. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. on no, no, grey-haired senators.
1: I'm saying you've got grey-haired senators advocating the complete destruction of the Republican Guard or whatever it's called. Um, revolutionary guard. Revolutionary. Sorry, Republican Guard was Iraq, Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. We did away with most of them. So, so it's the other lot, right? And then you've got China rattling their sabers, saying we're we're going to do this because you're doing that. And then you've got a warship that isn't a warship that's just there actually for um, to to help the region out and and stop drug trafficking. Don't forget and about the, response, the North Koreans. I was trying to forget about the North Koreans. Yeah, you got rattling their podgy little sabers. So there is, the, and the more of this kind of talk that happens the closer it brings us to some major spark that will kick it all off. And yeah. we need our politicians to grow the f- up, really. Indeed, we do. That
0: was really all I had today, other, apart from the fact that the uh, the Dutch army chief has said that society must prepare for a war with Russia. Uh, well, you had a very good comment about that in PrEP. Uh, if we had paid attention to what we needed to pay attention to 30 years ago, we wouldn't be in this position.
1: Yeah, we all should have been preparing for war with Russia from the moment the Second World War ended. That was the whole purpose of NATO, to secure peace by superior firepower in Western Europe. But we've been fooled by glasnost, perestroika, the fall of the Berlin Wall, into believing that we don't need to protect ourselves from Soviet aggression or communist aggression. But globally, I'm afraid we do. What would be better would be if every sovereign nation were able to protect itself from bullies whether that's a Western capitalist bully or an Eastern communist bully. If every sovereign nation looked after itself and could protect its own borders, then I think the world would would be much more peaceful because other countries would be less inclined. That way, if they do kick off on your neighbour and you want to support your neighbour, that's when those true alliances actually happen but this concept has fallen by the wayside and has become just a an ethereal idea of a north atlantic treaty alliance I think it's because it's been organization, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: I no, I agree with you, but I, I think it's I think it's become something that's that's been infiltrated, and I think that's been the problem. You know, we've had we've had foreign infiltration into it, uh, and that's that's been the uh, the issue that we've run into. I agree with you that each nation has to look after its own and have borders. I am not disputing that whatsoever. However. When you have alliances of nations in the world that are allied against you, you yourself need alliances. And due to the fact we have now what what I said earlier, the intercontinental ballistic missile, we can no longer be isolationists, not in today's world with the way that things are.
1: Yeah, I mean, isolationism in terms of trade, I don't advocate for. If one country or another makes something that is really, really good and other countries want to buy it, then that's fine but it's this this concept of political ideology. Whether it's political ideology or religion, you can't force an ideology or religion on anybody. Even the religions say the same thing. The Quran, one of the verses, I can't remember what it is, I really should learn, but it says there is no arbiter between man and God. And that means that Everyone should read the words themselves and make up their own minds and act according to their own conscience. And, and it's the same with politics. If you don't want to be a communist, no one should force you to be a communist. But unfortunately, you're in the situation where if uh, a big enough gang gets together in your country and decides to enact a coup, you have to stay in your country and fight that coup off. What you don't do, which is what all the middle classes do in these countries where there are uh, revolution, civil war, all those that can afford to do so get on the first boat, the first plane, load up their, their cars and drive across borders, go to other countries. Those are the very people that will make their country able to fight back against such unwanted ideological revolutions. And they are also the exact people who are needed to rebuild that country after any civil war or coup. This is why I don't have a great deal of time for the refugee. If someone invades my country, which they are at the moment, actually, and I could have to fight at any time. But if someone invades my country, I will stay and fight. Simple as that.
0: Well, we have nowhere else to go. So we are going to be stuck with that one, my friend. So I I agree with you on that. Um, Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about today?
1: Well, I was just wondering if I could go to Rwanda. They've got all that accommodation there that the British government's paying for. Nobody's staying in it because we haven't sent anybody yet. So maybe I could go there. Maybe. It'd be a nice holiday, I suppose. It would have been a longer conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation that we've had, but it probably could have been extended a bit, were it not for the terrible internet conditions this evening. Probably a cyber attack uh, by China. Could very well have been. Or Iran. Who knows? Uh, or those it's so it's sneaky russians could
0: be them all right we're, we're going to go ahead and call this one done it's been a great conversation my friend i will see you in the new year thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone and we will see you next year happy new
1: year